1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on
2: your first three orders while supplies last.
1: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Hub Arkish. he joins me now on The Score. He of The Score and Pro Football Weekly. He has been diving into the draft for months. It came and went. And here we are. Hub, how are you, my friend? I assume you probably watched that Cubs game too today.
0: Well, honestly, Mark, I'm exhausted. (laughs) I I didn't even know the Cubs were playing. I mean, I I knew, but uh, uh, we had to do some of our final wrap-up and analysis work. I just filed my last pieces for all our newspapers and websites, and uh, I am ready to do something non-sports, to be honest with you. (laughs) The, the, The Cubs have been more frustrating than enjoyable to me so far this year. Yeah, well, I, I hear you, and I'm sure it was a lot of fun. I hope everybody enjoyed it. It sounds like it would have probably just pissed me off, so it's probably just <laughs> as well. <laughs> I
2: Ultimately, at the end of the game, yes, you would have been pissed off, and I'm sure I, I haven't looked at the the Cubs text messages yet, but I'm sure there are a lot of pissed off Cubs fans right now. And I, I gotta be honest with you, Hub, I am with you too. I my goal was to get out of my house at some point in time and walk around downtown and listen to music, and I haven't even like I got my shorts on and my shirt and my gym shoes. I was all and I just I ran out of time, man. So I yeah after, after this show after seven o'clock i am going to do probably watch a movie do something non-sport maybe take a walk we'll see what kind of energy i have left but um yeah it's been a, a sleepless weekend but man i guess i guess here we are hub and I, I, it was a good draft for the bears wasn't it i mean do you look at it like that
0: yeah, I mean, I guess I'm one up on you. I did get out for an hour and a half to run the dogs because they were so uh, laid up over the last three days and so pumped up about getting Kairos Tonga in the seventh round. Uh, <laughs> that I, figured I'd, I am too, man. I, I like this kid, and I had to wear some of the energy off. I, I think the Bears had a very good weekend. We, we always preface this stuff, Mark. You cannot evaluate a draft for at least two seasons, usually three, to get it right. But what we do now you know, is we look at the consensus rankings of what kind of prospects these kids were, what kind of value did you get with each selection you made based on who we think they're going to be, which is all that anybody knows. How well did you address certain needs? Did you make yourself a better football team? And, and, and I don't see really how they didn't at least make a great run at it. Uh, I've probably got the highest grade on this draft the day after of any of Ryan Pace's now seven drafts.
2: Pretty incredible. Well, let's start at the top. And, and I promise, I promise we'll get the Kyrus Tonga. There will be discussion <laughs> of the Bears nose tackle, the seventh rounder. There will be. But Justin Fields, so so here we are now after you know 48 hours of elation and complete Like the, the approval rating on this from what I've seen is about 99% from bears fans as well. It should be now the question hub. How, how soon do you think Justin Fields will play for the Chicago bears?
0: You know, I, I think if they are a better football team and if people stay healthy, he won't play until the 2022 season. I think that would be the ideal scenario Um, but obviously we cannot project injuries. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be a better football team. I'm banking a lot on the defense uh, returning at least uh, a lot more closely to its 2018 form than it did last year. They've got a running game. And and, and so, you know, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy talked in in the season ending presser and, and since about, they didn't think they were that far away. You know, now, far away from what? From a Super Bowl? They're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. They're not going to get to the Super Bowl this year. There are some you know areas where they still have to continue to get better. But if the defense plays to its ability, and, and if that you know running game the last five, six weeks of the season last year was no mirage, um, they, there's no reason to, to think that they can't win nine ten or 11 games and go to the playoffs again. And if that's happening with either Andy Dalton or Nick Foles at quarterback, the more time that Justin Fields gets to be coached, gets to watch and learn and not have to deal with this pressure, the better off they are. So, um, and that is not a a negative or a knock on the pick in any way. There there was no doubt in my mind that he was the second best. Well, I shouldn't say there was no doubt. I had him and Trey Lance kind of tied as 2A and 2B, you know, pick your, your, your flavor. Do you like you know chocolate, vanilla, whatever it may be? Lance probably has as high a ceiling as any quarterback prospect we've seen uh, in a decade or two. But Justin Fields was clearly the second most accomplished quarterback prospect uh, in this draft. Uh, I think the second most ready to play in the NFL after Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and I think, you know, a ceiling almost as high as Lance. And and neither one of their ceilings are that far from Trevor Lawrence. So uh, it seemed impossible the Bears could get them. And, you know, they couldn't afford... I'd be furious right now if they'd paid for what the Niners did because I just don't think you can build a franchise that way. But what they ended up paying uh, was a reasonable premium to make a move that didn't seem likely or possible and to try and fix something that's been broken for seven decades now.
2: And, I I think... I agree with you that the plan is ideally to have Justin Fields sit out as long as possible. And the only reason I say that is because in our Zoom on whatever day it was, the, the last time we spoke to Matt Nagy and Ryan Bass, uh that's how Delirious Hub and I both are trying to figure out what day <laughs> of the week it is right now. But he said, I mean, Matt Nagy referenced 2017, and that was when the, when he was with the Kansas City Chiefs, and they drafted Patrick Mahomes, and Mahomes didn't see the football field until Week 17, and that was only because they wanted to rest Alex the last day before the, the, the playoffs had begun. So they were able to, they had the luxury of holding him out. So I, I think that they are going, to, they really are following, it seems, Hub Matt Nagy's lead, I don't know if Justin Fields was the Matt, was the guy Matt Nagy or if he was given like the power to say the quarterback he wanted Ryan Pace to draft that. I don't know that we'll ever know, but based on the fact that Matt Nagy was telling us that they they'd hope, hopefully will follow something of that plan that they did in 2017, it sure sounds like, like you're right that ideally, unless there's a Mike Glennon scenario, that would be the ideal for the Bears.
0: Well, I mean, there, there is one big difference, Mark, which is we've got to remember that the Chiefs in 17, um, they were a, a legitimate contender. Uh, they were a solid playoff team. They should have won that first playoff game. They had Alex Smith at quarterback, not Andy Dalton. Uh, I think our audience knows, and you know, uh, I am not a big Andy Dalton fan as, as a quarterback, as a football player. Nothing against the young man off the field. Um, and and so that can change things. I, I also get a little nuts uh, whenever you know people want to crucify Ryan Pace for Mike Glennon because the reality is Glennon was never signed to be anything more than a one-year bridge to Mitch Trubisky. They knew that Trubisky was their choice. They knew they were going to draft him or at least do everything they could to get him when they signed Glennon. He was here for one year, so, so people who act like, oh, you know, uh, Ryan Pace totally missed on Mike Glennon, he basically played four games. He threw four picks in that fourth game, two of which bounced off receivers' hands. John Fox was trying to save his job, and and, and went to miss Trubisky early. And, and you know it made sense at that point because you knew that team wasn't going anywhere. I just don't see this team ending up in a scenario like that. Uh, you know, as far as the whole Mike Glennon thing, if Ryan Pace is that stupid, why have four teams signed him since? You know, the guy's got some ability. So. Different conversation. We don't need to have it anymore. Hopefully, we'll, we'll we'll get rid of all this quarterback baggage with the Bears with this pick. Um, but I, I, you know, listen. I don't. I think Trevor Lawrence could benefit from a year on the bench. But you know, he's not going to get it because they're a one in 15 team that isn't contending for anything this year. So why not throw him to the fire? And he is. It's hard to find a more accomplished college quarterback in terms of being NFL ready and playing in high leverage games than Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Fields would be number two in that category in this group. Um, but I think the only two who start as rookies are, are Lawrence and Wilson because those teams, the, the, the Jags
2: and the Jets, have no other options. Yep. I mean, that that is probably spot on. Talking to Hub Arkish here. I'm Mark Grody with you on Chicago Sports Radio. 670, the score here with you until 7 o'clock. We'll take some of your calls later on at 312-644-6767. Hub I, I was thinking about you a lot when the question of offensive line came up, and specifically their second-round pick in in Tevin Jenkins, the tackle out of Oklahoma State. And it sounds like, from what Ryan Pace is saying, he's going to start, and it's it's not clear on which side of the line he will start on. It could it would it would seem more likely to be right tackle. But Pace would not rule out left tackle. And the reason that I thought of you is because you've always been a critic of Charles Leno Jr. and his on-the-field play. So what what do you think is going to go down here? Is Jenkins going to replace? Is he going to be the right tackle or the left tackle?
0: Yeah, I'm not convinced he's a day-one starter, Mark. I think there's a very good chance of that um uh, but we just have to wait and see i think he's a guy that they want to get eyes on and, and 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 you know mike gundy told us yesterday that there's still some technique and coaching work to do he also the fascinating thing about him is at 66318 he looks almost lean i mean he's thick he's a powerful guy but but i think he's going to put another 10 12 pounds on in the weight room regardless of which side he plays on over the course of this first rookie year in the league um Everything that I had heard, all the tape I watched, and I actually, it's funny because um, I started thinking about it after I kept hearing, you know, first Gundy and and then Ryan talk about him being able to play their position. I didn't watch any of the left tackle tape because everything I had heard is that this kid was a pure right tackle. And I think he has a chance to be an all-pro right tackle from everything I've seen and everybody I talked to. Um, I wouldn't rule out the left based on what these coaches are saying. Um, and realizing that that he does have pretty good feet and pretty good athleticism. I just didn't think it was an option. But then when they used their third pick on Larry Bourne, who is definitely a right tackle, it argues with me that, yeah, they're going to try him at left tackle first. And I don't have a problem with that because the fallback is that you know that you've got a potential pro bowler on the right side if it doesn't work at left tackle. The issue, though, is that that left tackle is that blindside protector. And, and regardless of, you know, I mean, Dalton is, is stuck in cement back there at this stage of his career, as is Nick Foles. <laughs> and, yeah. and so, you know, you got to be careful. Um, and even if Fields ends up out there, you don't want him taking a beating. So um, I, I'm, I, I love the pick. Uh, they needed two starting tackles. I think the need on the left side is greater. I'm more uncomfortable with the penalties and, and and the and the sacks allowed by Charles Leno than I am with Jermaine Effetti. I don't think Elijah Wilkinson, I don't really get that free agency signing. So if he does start day one, I think it'll probably be on the right side. Um, but I think their plan is probably to start working with him on, on the left tackle technique, and we'll see what they get. I will tell you this, I, I had him as the fourth best tackle in the draft. The only three I would have taken ahead of him. Uh, obviously, Penny Sewell, who I think mm-hmm. is a generational prospect. I had Christian on number two, um, and then Elijah Vera Tucker, number three. Rayshon Slater is either the best or the second-best offensive line prospect in this draft, but I really think he's going to be a guard. Uh, yeah, I could be wrong. I, I just He doesn't excite me as much as tackle as he does at guard, even though that's where he played at Northwestern. So I've got Jenkins as the number four prospect. I would not have been upset if they had not made the fields deal and taken him at 20, and so now to be able to come up at 39, I hated giving up the third round pick, but I didn't realize how valuable the fifth round pick they added in doing it was going to be. Um, so again, I, I, to me, the pick is almost as exciting as Fields.
2: I thought, I thought your question about Tevin Jenkins was, was great to Mike Gundy, the Oklahoma State head coach, because I was wondering the same thing. Jenkins comes on with us, just to give people a little perspective here. In the, the Zoom with Tevin with Jenkins, I mean, all, all the scouting reports on him, the thing that, that everybody loves to highlight because it's fun to talk about is his nasty streak and he's this mean dude and, um, you know, he's a killer on the field and all that kind of stuff. He's nice of a guy and intelligent guy as he is off the field. And then we talked to, to Mike Gundy and he's like, Oh yeah, that's just a new thing. He he really wasn't like that before until <laughs> until I turned him around. So, what what did you make of that? Is is this just like a contrived nastiness? And he like like y- if you want to make it, kid, you better you better put a little growl in your game.
0: Well, I mean, listen. First of all, Mike Gundy is a long way past 40, but he's still a grown ass <laughs> man. Now. And, and I mean, he, he's he's an interesting guy. I've, oh, I've, I've actually I've been on a couple uh, interviews with him before over the years and. Um, I, I I didn't put that much stock in it, but the fact that he repeated it two or three times, you know that yeah. this this nastiness is the change. This is what's made him such a good player in the last year. because when you talk to to Tevin, I mean, he, I, I thought that he came out of the womb beating people up. You know, <laughs> he just right. signed that right. right? And, and so it was intriguing, but but I liked Gundy's answer in, in which he said, you know, go back and look at that tape again and look at look at him below the hips. Look at the athleticism. Look at the feet. And I did a little bit last night, and he's right. You know, I mean, I I, I didn't see enough to say, yeah, he's going to be a left tackle in the NFL. Um, but again, I come back to what I said about his body type. I mean, normally, you know, your left tackles are going to be 6'4", six, 6'5", six, anywhere from 3'10", to 3'20". Your right tackles are these 6'4", anywhere up to 6'7", six, 6'8", six, guys who can be 3'30", 3'40". They're maulers. They're uh, they're they're you know they're not great athletes. They don't have great feet. You've got to have the feet and the athleticism on the left side, and and he does have a lot more than I realized. Uh, you know until Gundy pointed me in that direction, and then Ryan was I thought pretty emphatic about it. He said they believe he can play on either side. And I still think he's got a higher ceiling on the right side just based on the tape I've seen so far. But, you know, again, Mark, this is why we don't try and grade these things until we see these kids play. They have a list at Hallis Hall for each of their picks as to the top four, five, six priorities that they want their position coaches to get to work with these guys on immediately. And I'm sure focusing on some of this left side technique that is not uh, traditional on the right side is what they're gonna do with him early and then we'll get a better sense as to whether he can do it or not.
2: Is Nick Foles gonna be on this roster?
0: I, I think he is um, I think they're smart enough to know that in spite of the way they're trying to sell Andy Dalton that, that, that they don't have uh, I mean I would hate to see the defense return to 2018 the running game to be there and them still to not be a contender because Dalton is so mediocre. I, you know, one of the things that we know about Foles is that he gets in these grooves where he, he's, he's a Super Bowl MVP. He's a Pro Bowl quarterback. I mean, one of the great fallacies of the sell job on Andy Dalton is his three three Pro Bowls. Uh, all three <laughs> were as an alternate. And, and none of those three campaigns were anywhere near Pro Bowl worthy. I mean, my God, the guy went to the Pro Bowl one year throwing 13 touchdowns and 11 picks. Uh, I think that was his rookie year. He was an alternate, you know. And um, yes, he guided a Bengals team to five straight playoffs, went 0-4 the first four years in those playoffs. But take a look at who he was playing with and what was going on with that team he was one of the, the, the least of the reasons that they, they had that playoff run. And, and so, yeah, he, I mean, he's got a, he's got a nice arm. He, you know, he can do some things. Uh, uh, I, I think he'll read defenses certainly better than Mitch did. Um, but I've said it and I'm not backing off it. I, I mean, if I had to choose between which one, I, I'd, I'd rather have Justin Fields. But, but as far as which guy I'd rather have playing this year while we wait for Justin Fields, I still would have rather taken my chances with Mitch than than, than, than Dalton. I think what we learned... Though, Mark, tell me if you agree, without Matt or Ryan actually coming out and saying it, and we haven't talked to Mitch since he left, but I think what we learned is that Mitch kind of wanted to leave as much as they wanted to move on from him. So I'm not so sure that that, that was really an option.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I it, it seemed pretty clear towards the end of the season. Well, one of the tells for me with Mitchell Trubisky was when somebody asked Trubisky at the end of the year, Hey, why something to the effect of, why did it take the team this long to put you in this position in which to succeed? Something to that, and and he said, I don't know, uh, you know, you know, like got me, mm-hmm. um, and that was like very unlike Trubisky, and th- it was, I mean, it was the best. This was a classic case of where you could you could say that it was the best thing for both sides. It was best for the Bears because they tried everything to make that guy good. And it was time for Trubisky to have the proverbial fresh start. So I, I agree with you on that.
0: And I think what Bears fans have to at least be fair about and remember, I mean, you, you can have whatever opinion you want of Mitch Trubisky, but let's not forget, um, Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky were married before they met. You, you know, in, in other words, they'd already brought Mitch in at 17. Matt gets here at 18. You gotta say all the right things, you know. But, yeah. but but you look back on it now, we don't know that either one ever wanted the other. Uh, whereas this, and this is the other thing that impressed me so much about the move to get Fields. You know, Matt was being uh, a little evasive uh, yesterday when we asked him, well, how did you rank these these five first round quarterbacks? You know, he's not going to answer that question. Of course not. But it's really clear to me, based on all the conversations we've now had reported between him and Ryan Day, and the number of phone conversations that Fields and Matt talked about with each other during the draft process, Fields was clearly Matt Nagy's first choice. I'll, I'll, I'll take that to the bank, and if I'm wrong, so be it. Um, but the Bears didn't get their fourth or fifth choice here. What makes this move so impressive to me is that while it seemed impossible, they I believe they got their first choice in making the move, even though he was the fourth quarterback off the board.
2: All right, I'm going to slide down the Bears draft board Right now, I'm going to go from Larry Borum to Khalil Herbert to Daz Newsome to Thomas Graham Jr. And then in the seventh round, the <laughs> Bears select Kyrus Tonga, a defensive tackle, a nose tackle out of BYU. And Hub, you seemed excited about this. Why, were you, why are you excited about the seventh rounder?
0: Have you seen this kid on tape yet? I have. Uh, I mean, he, he looks to me like a slightly more felt Snacks Harrison. I, I mean, mm. you, you know, I like Snacks. That comp. Yeah. Well, Snacks pack 340, 350. Uh, apparently, at one point in his career, he was up that big, but I guess he dropped about 20 to 30 pounds before his junior year and, and became that much more effective. But still, at 6'2", 325 pounds. This kid gets anchored on the nose, and you're not moving him. I mean, he is as good a two-gapper as I've seen in the seventh round in a while. I I had a late fourth, high fifth round Mm. grade on him. He is not a pass rusher. He's he's not an athlete. I mean, he's not. I'm not pretending that they got an all-pro here in the seventh round. But as a backup and a compliment to Eddie Goldman, and as a rotational player inside, um, uh, with with some ceiling. I'm not saying he's a bad athlete. He just hasn't shown that yet. I think he's going to make the team. I think he's going to play occasionally on first and second down as a rookie, and, and I think he could turn out to be a really interesting piece of a, a, of an improved run-stuffing defense. We know what a problem it was without Goldman. Now, if you get Goldman back where he was, and now you've got Tonga behind him, um, I, I'm kind of excited about that. And, you know, hey, he's a seventh-round pick. He may not make the yeah. team. Um, right. But everything I've seen, uh, he he's one of those guys. I, I always keep a list on the side of about – you know, 20 to 25 guys that I have slightly different grades or rankings on, you know, that I would like to see become Chicago Bears because I'm kind of different from a lot of the guys in the room. I cover both the whole NFL and the Bears. Um, But I had Tonga on that list this year. And... Um, I, I wasn't really thinking at that point in the draft, you're just trying to keep up with everything. I didn't even know if he was still available or not. But when they called his name, I, I got that, that warm, fuzzy feeling. I thought, wow, I really <laughs> like this one. So, uh, And by the way, I, 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 I honestly, I, I, I just wrote about it. I'm not going to lie about it. I did not do um, a lot of work on Chaz Newsome, uh, the wide receiver from North Carolina, only because he kind of got hidden behind the two running backs, Williams and Carter, and then De'Ami Brown was the number one option. Um, and and I didn't know a lot about Thomas Graham Jr. because he had opted out and he was off the radar a little bit. Uh, going back and looking at them, they're they're nice picks. Um, but Khalil Herbert, I did some work on too, and 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 he's interesting. Uh, he's he's ne- I don't think he's ever gonna be a starter in the NFL. I don't think he got the next you know Chris Carson or Philip uh, Lindsay, but but as a as part of a two back tandem or even a number three, um, I'm trying to think of who he reminds me of. But 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 he's. He's a really nice, you know, between the tackles guy with some home run ability, decent speed, not great speed. He doesn't have a ton of wiggle, but he's just a really smart running back with excellent vision. and And I would be surprised if he's not number three or number four, depending on where you put Tariq Cohn. I, I may just put him on the wide receiver depth chart altogether, um, but but I, I do think he probably comes in. Uh, a notch ahead as a running back, as a pure runner, uh, ahead of Ryan Nolan and, and Artavis Pierce.
2: Yeah, and he does have kick return experience, too, so right. I could see him being – I don't know if he'll be the kick returner, but he, I could definitely see him being a big part of uh, of special teams. Hub. Well,
0: Mark, one other quick thing. The other yeah, thing sure. about New, Newsom has outstanding punt return ability or yes. punt return stats coming out of North Carolina, and after the ACL, I mean, you know, that's what makes Tariq Cohn an all-pro. But if you wanna protect them a little bit, I, I think that probably had something to do with both those picks, with Herbert and Newsom.
2: Hub, what time are you gonna go to bed tonight? Is it just relax on the couch, watch TV, hang out with the family and the dog, or, or what's going on in the hub household tonight?
0: You know, I, I, I've, I, I'm old enough that I don't care what people think of me anymore, and, and I know it's <laughs> cheesy, but uh, not, not going all the way back. But in the last, uh, I'm gonna say four or five years, uh, Candace and I have become big American Idol fans. Okay. Um, and, That's know, you cool. Mentioned, you mentioned listening to music. I, I I love you know seeing some of these kids who are about to become stars and and, and there's a lot of talent on it this year, um, so I'm gonna go give the dogs another walk. I think we're gonna fire up the grill. We're gonna do some American uh. Idol. And uh, I, I, if I'm not under the sheets by 10, uh, I'll be shocked. So <laughs> we'll see.
2: <laughs> Hub, you're the best, man. I appreciate all your coverage. And uh, coming on, I'll talk to you soon. I know that. All right, Gross. Take care, man. All right, man. That's the one and only Hub Arkish here on The Score.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old Whatever.